Good morning and welcome everyone to another episode of What's Going On, your market update with Discovery. Today I'm joined again by Malcolm Charles, rates and income expert over at 91. Malcolm, thanks very much for joining us. Hi, Eugene. So Malcolm, recent South African news is that South Africa has officially been grey-listed. What does that mean and who actually grey-listed us? Yeah, so it, 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 it's been quite a long time coming. FATF is who they're known as, which is the Financial Action Task Force. And it's a basically an intergovernmental body set up by the global world that monitors international standards about money laundering and terrorism financing. So they're really just trying to get a standard uh, of that controls uh, financial uh, transactions around the world that makes it harder to to launder money and, and fund terrorists, basically. Why South Africa? Why, in that context, why did they greylist us? Because we have fallen short slightly. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't ideal that we were greylisted. Um, it's a long process. So it's, our, our review started in 2019. When we, you know, they highlighted 67 flaws in our system. Okay. So in our various, uh, you know, in our laws, in what the Reserve Bank did, what National Treasury did, and what different bodies within uh, the banking set- sector, et cetera, did. In typical fashion, we took a little bit uh, long to react. But when we did start reacting, uh, there was a very uh, concerted effort from the banking sector from a Reserve Bank, from National Treasury, and even some of our politicians. And we managed to tick off most of those. The very good news is that everything from the Reserve Bank's uh, point of view and from National Treasury's point of view, we can tick the box. You know, they, they did what they needed to do. And, and, and those were obviously the bulk of, of the, the shortfalls uh, in, in our system. Our banking sector did most of theirs. But unfortunately, a couple of our industry bodies are less than, than you know, what we would like them to be. And this is where we fell short. And, and where, where we, we're still on the naughty list is uh, obviously our prosecution of uh, some of these big fraud cases that we've seen in state capture. So we've now charged people. So we've, we've been recognized for that. We've been recognized that we made the laws tighter and parliament on the 11th hour, I think it was even the 28th of December that they passed the, the, the big law in that regards, but that ticked the box that we made, we made the review there. And But we haven't put anyone in jail for a serious uh, financial uh, crime. And, and, and that's where is one of the things that we need to see going forward. Industry bodies that let us down are estate agents. Um, they have not, as a body, come through clearly on, on, on uh, the controls in place. Uh, the buying of Krugerrands and other gold coins, that's another one. And a, a big blip is the uh, motor vehicle into the second-hand motor vehicle industry. And we just have to only look at you know, the, the corruption that's happening at Eskimo, et cetera, like that, and the fancy cars that are bought by a lot of these recipients. You know, the same as when we had the during COVID, when those dodgy contracts were handed out, very quickly a lot of people bought cars. So the controls aren't being in place. Guys are allowed to buy a fancy car with cash. Those sorts of things need to be uh, controlled and stopped for us to actually get off this list in, 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 the, in the future. Okay, so it sounds pretty clear what we need to do. 
how long do we have to do that? I mean, there's this deadline floating around that says 18 months. Is that the actual deadline? And, and what's your view on how likely it is that we achieve that? Yeah, the, 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 there is no deadline because you, know, you could be on here for indefinitely if you do not fix it. You know, so some countries have been on for many, many years. Um, if you look at uh, examples of different countries, uh, you've had Mauritius was, I think, on for two years. Uh, Pakistan was on for four years. Uh, Botswana, three years. Uh, Iceland was probably the best. They got off on a year. So all of them were dedicated and committed to, to fix the problem. So I think as we sit here, uh, I would estimate if we carry on the momentum that we've had for the last year and a half, we should get off, I would say, within two years. We should, or we could. You know, what we will do is, is, is obviously up to those industry bodies and, and the legal um, prosecution of, of, of some serious uh, criminals out there. The way that it works is the FATF have reviews on a regular basis. And you as a country can apply and say, listen, yeah, we have done enough or we feel we've done enough, can you please review us? Uh, and they, you know, they have four sessions a year where they review. You've, number one, you've got to get onto the list. You know, they've got to be convinced that you know, it's justified of their time because they've got to send a team to South Africa and come investigate. So I, I think you know, one year is almost too bullish. Two years is probably realistic. We, we, we've got to think about the that as a reality going forward as the likely sort of time frame that, that we can get off. But it does mean government needs to keep the pressure on you know, the, 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 the few sectors that, that have let us down as a country. Let's for one minute just play devil's advocate. Let's say we don't manage to achieve this over the next two years. What are the implications, not just from a literal perspective of being on the list, but fundamentally for South Africa? The best way to describe it is, is it becomes a slow puncture. So being on the grey list has no immediate negative connotations like a, a ratings downgrade from a Fitch or a Moody's or an S&P. You know, those are short, short, sharp and violent. You know, we saw what happened when Moody's downgraded us uh, in 2020. You know, about 60 to 70 billion rand left our bond market in a matter of two months because automatically you are not allowed to be in indices and investors around the world have to sell. That is not the case in grey listing. What grey listing means is that for you and I in South Africa, it's very hard for us to invest uh, in offshore products. In uh, If we want to buy a company offshore, we want to buy a house offshore, we have got increased uh, due diligence that is required of where did that money come from. You know, so previously, if you had an account with HSBC or someone uh, offshore, um, they would say, yeah, we, we know Yashin, he's been a client for five years. Uh, we're happy to facilitate the transaction. Now what, ha what happens is you're going you're gonna to go to the same broker, the same everything, and you're going to have to fill out 17 different forms on uh, prove where the money came from. So it, you know, it, it's like where you and I get featured every, what, five years in South Africa? It's like being featured every single year and every single cross-border transaction, you, you will go through that FICA process, that FICA type process 
of having to prove everything about your home address, source of income, etc. So it, 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 it's, it's going to make it very onerous for transactions, uh, which is not good news. That's why I say it's a slow puncture. It just makes it that much harder. So if someone's looking at two different countries, one's on the Greyland list and one's are not, and, and the returns are similar, well, we, we know where they will go. So uh, it's not going to stop people investing, but it's going to make it harder. Okay, now I like that analogy of the slow puncture. It's all, almost like a long-term game here that we need to get right. Yep. Just to end off, I guess, short term, did we see any market fluctuations? I mean, there, there's other things happening in the country, like the energy crisis. Have those sort of been more impactful on markets versus the grey listing? What What is the impact in general? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's very hard to discuss. So on the day, the RAND sold off like 20 cents. Uh, and, right. Yeah. Initially, by the end of the day, by the time I left the office on on Friday, the, the rand was unchanged from when the announcement was was has happened. But if you unpack the movement on the currency and and the bond market, you know the weeks leading up to it, there was a general deterioration. You know the rand this year is the worst performing currency in the world. This time last year, we were the best performing currency in the world for the first three months. Um, because of the commodity prices, etc. So there's an element of South African risk in in our assets, without a doubt. I personally think the Eskom load shedding stage six is the biggest chunk of it, but there is a portion of it that's grey listing. We, we, there, there's no denying it. You, know, you, you can try and put as as a positive a spin as you want on it. It is not good news. And it will just you know, make us less attractive, and and any pullback will be slightly less than it would have been pre the grey listing. So it's a small portion, but unfortunately of bad news. But unfortunately, it's additive. Yeah, you know, it's it's on a lot of South African bad news at the moment uh, of load shedding, weak growth, etc. And it's just another nail that's been like you know nailed nailed into in, in, into the South African sort of proverbial coffin. Uh, which and it was avoidable, but now we've got to keep the pressure. All of us need to keep the pressure uh, on the authorities so that we can try and get off as soon as possible. Great. So I think that adds uh, a lot of clarity, I'm sure, to our listeners. Thanks a lot, Malcolm, for making time for us. To our listeners, if you have any questions on grey listing or our investments in general, please email us at retirementfunds.co.za and we'll catch you next time.